Jackie. And I'm John. And we are the Cozy Nook Explorers. Welcome to our show. We explore the world from our cozy nook here in a guest room in Southern California using the power of the internet. And where every time we make a knowable mistake, we put a coin in the adventure jar. Yes, we've got the adventure jar here. Our producer Charles is in the house and we press record, which means it's time for our next exploration. Today we are exploring the least visited state in all of the United States, Nebraska, which is a statistic that I'm having a hard time believing because I really want to see Nebraska. Today we'll be exploring the city of Omaha. Omaha is great. I definitely want to visit in person, although not in the winter when it's freezing. Yeah, or in the summer when it's hot and muggy. Oh, yes. Summer does not seem very nice either. How about the spring? Spring is a bit too much with all the rain. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll need to visit in the fall. Okay, but before November because that's when it starts to snow. So, September or October. Yeah, I think that eight-week block is our only hope. (laughs) Um, uh, Okay. Uh, But before we go any further, um, what's keeping you cozy this week, Jackie? What's keeping me cozy this week is trying to keep plants alive. Plants alive. Plants alive. I've recently purchased two plants, and both of them lived for less than a month under my care. First, I bought a basil plant, and I named it Bay Bay, the basil plant. And then I bought a hyacinth and named it Hi Hi. Um, I'm Bay- sensing a theme here. <laughs> well, yes. Um, Bay Bay lived for almost a month, but Hi Hi was dead within about a week and a half. Mm. Um, but Hi Hi did bloom and smelled very nice when when she bloomed. Uh, well, uh I guess first question, uh, why do you think plants tend to die in your care? <laughs> wow, nice question. <laughs> yes. So um, I would say it is 100% because I forget to water them after a couple of days. Mm. I would definitely say that. I have a hard time getting into a plant routine. Mm-hmm. I forget about them. And I get concerned with overwatering, but then I always underwater. So I think that I should probably... Go with the overwatering route next well, I time. I would aim for just like right in the middle, but you know, what do I know? Um, <laughs> do you, you have know. any additional plant uh, projects coming up? Um, At this moment, no. I would like to try to grow beans at some point. Ooh. But at this point, I think I should probably wait a little bit and first devise a plant schedule and strategy plan before delving into that yeah that that seems wise although yeah. although i think there's something about just trying until you until you succeed like yeah but i have the same blind spot with this and if you have a blind spot like that you have to sit down and say okay why am i doing this and what am i going to change about my behavior if you don't you're you're never going to succeed hmm. so that's a uh, that's my feeling on plants. But, you know, maybe the next one will be a hit. I'll keep you posted. Thank you much. Um, John, what is keeping you cozy this week? Uh, this week, it is soap. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Soap it's is nice. Simple, um, but effective. And I just realized, yeah, no, I, if I didn't have this, I would be far less cozy. 
Mm, very true. I know how much you love all those really nice scented soaps. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're your favorite. <laughs> it's your it look, it's his favorite. Everybody get John scented soaps. Oh boy. Um so do you prefer liquid soap or bar soap? Uh yeah, for the shower, definitely bar soaps, but for just washing your hands liquid, it's just too so much easier. Mm. And for everybody who is going to get you soap now, what oh is boy. your favorite soap scent? Oh, wow. I mean, I prefer no scent, to be to be perfectly honest. I, if, like, whatever Dawn dishwashing detergent scent is. Um, that's the, no, that's a scent. That, that's a scent? Well, yeah. Th- yeah, that does unscented have soap is real, and a lot of people really enjoy it, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um. <laughs> yeah, then I'm, I'm going to go with that. Unscented soap for me. Okay. All right. All right. And Wonderful. with that, uh, shall we head to uh, Omaha, Nebraska? Almost oh, definitely. I think it is time to go. All right. See you there. Let's, let's get into it. <laughs> so we are obviously starting with Bob. No, we're obviously starting with Rose. But Bob is amazing. So is Rose. Charles wants to start with Warren. <sighs> Charles, we talked about how we weren't going to start with Warren in the meeting last week because it was the obvious place to start and we didn't want to do that. Yes, we know Warren Buffett is a billionaire, Charles. Yes, okay, we'll get there, but we're not starting with Warren. That's, that's because we're starting with Rose, which, is, which is, has a little bit to do with Warren uh, because Warren bought her business twice. And I can't wait to talk about that. But first, we need to talk about Bob and Omar because they are friends. Bob isn't even a person. Bob is a bridge. Come to think of it, Omar isn't even a person. He's a troll. A troll with a heart of gold. (laughs) Omar does not have a heart of gold. Uh, Well, actually, no. He does have a heart of gold. I'm inventor jarring you. Yeah, that's right. That's rude. Omar does have a heart of gold. You're rude to Omar. I I, I, I gotta be honest. I do love it when he says even trolls need a home. I love that part. And so do you. I cannot believe you said that about Omar. I apologize to Omar. Uh, I want to make that very public and very... very precise the, how much I apologize to Omar. You you do very much have a heart of gold, but I still think we should start with Rose. Well, I think we should leave it up to Charles. Charles is just going to pick Warren Buffett. But what if the three of us just do rock, paper, scissors then? What if we all choose something something different? Then we all win. Well, then who goes first? Bob does. Uh. So Bob. <laughs> so Bob. Well, Bob is a bridge. Okay. Technically, uh, it is the Joseph Robert Carey Bridge. But nobody calls him that. They call the bridge Bob because that's his name. You know, he even has his own commercial. I have seen it, and it's quite funny. We should do a link to that. Oh, we will. Bob is a 3,000-foot pedestrian bridge. No cars, just feces. Uh, Oh, and strollers. Yeah, okay. The guy the bridge is named after uh, was the 35th governor of Nebraska, as well as a Medal of Honor winner, as well as a United States senator, as well as... Talk about the bridge. Oh. <laughs> wow. You are really excited about this bridge. Well, Bob is just the greatest guy bridge. Is a bridge, a, a bridge that is 3,000 feet long or 914.4 meters. Uh, it was the first pedestrian bridge to connect two states. And if you take a picture while you are on Bob, it is called bobbing. That can't be a real expression. It is a real expression. And we need to go bobbing when we go to Omaha. And 
Omar, uh, who I apologized to earlier, lives under the bridge. He is such an adorable troll. He is blue, has a great haircut, and a nice beard, and such a heartwarming smile, and a heart of gold. (laughs) He is a statue of a troll. You don't know that. He could just be very good at sitting still. (laughs) I'm serious. Omar uh, stands for Omaha Metro Area River. So uh, it is a way uh, to represent the river. That's why he's blue uh you know i'm just getting that (laughs) um he has a children's book where omar visits all these wonderful places in omaha nebraska you know that is the first place i want to go i want to take a picture with omar well the first place i would like to go is nebraska furniture mart i knew you would find a way to talk about rose indeed so rose blumpkin had a saying that she repeated over and over. Sell cheap, tell the truth, don't cheat nobody. This one phrase would serve her very well as a businesswoman. Sell cheap, tell the truth, don't cheat nobody. But let's go back before she was a businesswoman to 1893 when she was born. Uh, Her early life was in the Russian village of uh, Shadrin, Really hoping I'm pronouncing that right. I'll admit. Yeah. Uh, which is now present day Belarus. And at that time, she wasn't Rose Blumkin. She was Rosa Gorlick. Uh, and uh, dealing with what it means to be Jewish in Russia at that time. If you haven't seen Fiddler on the Roof, I highly recommend. Um, one of the memories that she shared about uh, what poverty was doing to her family was when she woke up in the middle of the night and she saw her overworked mother mixing bread dough in order to feed her family. And she said to her mother, uh, quote, Ma, it breaks my heart how hard you work. Wait till I grow up. I'll find a job. I'll go to America and I'll bring you over. I'll go to a big town and find a job. And you'll be my princess. Uh, She came to this country looking for a better life in 1917. And the big town she found was Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, She had uh, more than a significant amount of hardship because, you see, she couldn't speak the language. I mean, she spoke Russian and Yiddish fluently, but English was another story. And how she learned was by going small. Her daughter would come home from kindergarten and she would have her repeat every new word that she learned in kindergarten. Oh, that's adorable and so educational. Uh, She overcame the language barrier in the same way she would conquer the retail world by starting small with just a $500 investment. I saw that she sold all of her own furniture to pay back the debt. Ah, yes. Well, sell cheap, tell the truth. Don't cheat nobody. Uh, She was in such a hurry to make sure that she could pay back a loan that uh, she she did indeed uh, sell her own furniture and paid back that loan. She also promised her family that she would buy them better furniture. (laughs) Uh, And she did buy them better furniture. And she earned more than enough to keep the business going. The business was so successful that her competitors attempted to sue her a number of times. At one point, appearing before a judge and telling him that her suppliers uh, sold her carpet at $3 a square foot and she sold it at $3.95. 
then asking that judge, how much should I cheat my customers? The judge dismissed the case, and the next day, that same judge went into her store and bought quite a bit of carpet. <laughs> uh, and the name of her store was the Nebraska Furniture Mart. Uh, and if you live anywhere near Nebraska, you probably already know all about this store. Well, Warren Buffett, currently the sixth richest man on earth, certainly knew about it and bought 90% of the business for $60 million in 1983. At that time, it was the largest indoor furniture store in America. Uh, it was a good move buying that store, uh, except the handshake deal did not come with a non-compete agreement. So, uh, you see, Rose retired at the age of 96 in 1989, only to be so bored that she came out of retirement three months later and started another furniture store right across the street from her old store. It was called Mrs. B's Clearance and Factory Outlet. And Warren Buffett bought that store too. And... Still tell stories about this woman who was astonishing at business. She kept working until she was 104. And you can still visit Nebraska Furniture Mart today in Omaha, Nebraska. You can't miss it because it is 450,000 square feet. Uh, all because she sold cheap, told the truth. And didn't cheat nobody. If you are wondering what happened to her mom, because that was my first question, <laughs> well, Rose paid to bring her to the United States, where she did not make her a princess, according to Rose Blumkin. She made her a queen. Uh, Rose also worked 100 hours a week and referred to her sons-in-law as those bums for only working 50 hours a week. And with that, welcome to Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha is 144.6 square miles, which is about 185 Disneylands. Uh, as of 2019, the population of Omaha was 475,862 people. And one of those people is Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett has notoriously lived in the same house in Omaha since 1958, and it is valued at just 0.001% of his total net worth. We had the chance to watch the Warren Buffett documentary that's on HBO Max right now. What was it called again? Charles is shaking his head at you, but it's uh, it's <laughs> called Becoming Warren Buffett. Yeah, it's his, it's his favorite movie now. <laughs> Becoming Warren Buffett. I forgot, but now yeah. I remember. You know, I think that my favorite thing I learned about Warren Buffett is that he has worked with the same people for years and years at his company, Berkshire Hathaway. I think that's really special, especially given all of his success. What was your favorite part, John? Oh, I liked the credits. The credits. Yeah, when when he sang Somewhere Over the Rainbow on the ukulele, remember? Oh, yeah, that was great. You know, that is the best part. Maybe maybe that other part where he sings. There's a lot more Warren Buffett singing than you would ever expect. It's really, you know, honestly worth watching the whole documentary just to catch the parts where he um sings it's actually it's just really adorable and you can see how much fun he has yeah for a billionaire investor he, he certainly does like his ukulele <laughs> yes. so you have that in common um and uh charles's favorite part was learning that berkshire hathaway owns seize candy and for those who are not from this area seize candy is an iconic candy shop chain on the west coast and speaking of coasts Nebraska is nowhere near one. Yes, Nebraska is a landlocked state, which means that there is no ocean in sight. You really can't get closer to the middle of the United States than when you are in Nebraska, huh? 
Omaha specifically is located on the Missouri River, uh, which your pal Omar represents. Omar! (laughs) And is right next to the state of Iowa. That's why you get to cross the state line into Iowa when you are on Bob the Bridge. (laughs) Ah, it's so cool. The bridge drops you off in this small town of Council Bluffs. So some people say it is a bridge to nowhere, but I am sure there is a ton to explore. I actually wrote it down as a future episode idea. Council Bluffs, here we come. Woo! So, back to Omaha. There are quite a few things to do. I wouldn't call it a large city, but I wouldn't call it a small city either. Should we talk about those things to do after a quick break? Sounds good. See you soon. What are your plants every day so they don't droop away? Keep them peppy with H2O and they will stay adorable. And we're back. Uh, they have two museums in Omaha, Nebraska, the Durham Museum and the Jocelyn Art Museum. Well, I should say they have two main museums. Yeah. They actually have there's, a bunch. There's but more, the, but the, those are the big ones. Yeah, those are the, the two yeah. big ones. And the children's oh, museum. Oh, chil- yeah, the children. Well, that was, I was, we were saving that for later. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, okay. I forgot, yeah. But yeah, th- there, is a, there is a children's museum. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> The Durham Museum. The Durham Museum, and I quote, is dedicated to preserving and displaying the history of the United States Western region. The museum is located in Union Station, which is Omaha's old train station. Uh, The Jocelyn Art Museum. uh, Well... It's an art museum. You know, it's not just any art museum. It's a free art Ooh, museum. Yeah, true. Uh, because of the pandemic, uh, you need to reserve a time to visit, uh, but there is no cost to do this. You know, between the Jocelyn Art Museum, Bob and Omar, we are really stacking up a lot of free things to do in the city. Uh, you can also uh, visit the outside of Jocelyn Castle for free. Wait, Jocelyn has a castle too? Oh my gosh, she's so cool. An art museum and a castle? No, no. Uh, Jocelyn uh, is a last name and the castle, uh. it isn't really a castle. Uh, Jocelyn Castle was the home of the Jocelyn family and mm. they called their home Lynnhurst, oh. but everyone else called it uh, castle from the very beginning. Uh, so uh, they have scheduled tours of the home for a small fee, but the gardens are open to the public. Ooh, that sounds fancy. You know, we'll definitely need to go to the gardens. Speaking of gardens, there are even more gardens in Omaha. The Lauritzen, L-A-U-R-I-T-Z-E-N <laughs> gardens. Take a stab at that. <laughs> yeah, Lauritzen gardens are not free, but they do look spectacular. Oh, yes. Um, uh, isn't uh, that the botanical garden that is right in the middle of Omaha? That's correct, John. It's open all year round. You know, I bet it'd be really interesting to visit in the winter and see all the plants that can thrive in those cold Nebraska temperatures. Uh, Not to mention uh, the Omaha Henry Dorley Zoo and Aquarium. Um, Well, it's It's more like a biological park. Well, it's got that huge geodesic dome. The world's largest geodesic dome, um, as well as the world's uh, largest indoor desert, and North America's largest indoor rainforest. What? Uh, And after that, we could head to dinner 
at Old Market. Oh, but it's Modern Love in Old Market because I want to go to Mar- Modern Love and Charles really wants to go to Modern Love. Ah, Modern Love is not in Old Market, but it's not too far from that area. So I imagine we could do both. So Modern Love is really interesting. It's this really cool vegan comfort food place that looks spectacular. Charles wants to try the chili cheeseburger on a pretzel bun and the peanut butter candy bar cheesecake. Mm. That does sound spectacular. Yeah, right? Um, but moving uh, on to Old Market, mm. uh, it is Omaha's historic district, and it's filled with old-timey brick buildings and cobblestone streets. Yeah, it's a great area for some high-quality restaurants, entertainment, shopping. You know, in non-COVID times, they have a fall festival in Old Market. I'd love to go since we'd be visiting Omaha in the fall, as per our discussion they earlier. also put up lots of beautiful decorations for the holidays. Oh, yeah, it does look really beautiful. So, you know, options, options, options. All right. Well, I think that is all I have on Omaha. Anything else, John? Ah, yes. Uh, during World War II in 1945, Japan attacked Omaha. They sent a balloon that carried a bomb that exploded over the neighborhood called Dundee. Mm. Thankfully, there were no casualties. Oh, phew. You know, you can see a plaque dedicated to the attack in the area. Anything else? Mm. Oh, you know, this is kind of random, but Omaha is the city that hosted the College World Series of Baseball for almost 60 years. They've hosted it. And on that note, let's take a quick break before we do our community shout out. See you soon. Thoughts on soap before 2020. What can I say? Soap is important uh, to, to keep you clean. After 2020. Soap is literally keeping me alive. Before 2020. I guess I use soap so much I don't even think about it. After 2020. If I don't wash my hands 20 times a day for 20 seconds a day, everyone in my family will perish. It's 30 seconds, John. Ah, I'm doing it wrong. And my hands are already so raw. Before 2020. Huh. Guess I'm out of soap. I guess I'll have to buy some tomorrow. After 2020. Wake up. Wake up, John. What? It's three in the morning. We're out of soap. Oh, no. Give me my mask and a list of 24-hour stores. I'm not coming back till I succeed. Soap. Every episode, we like to research and highlight something special in the community that we're exploring. Today's community shout-out is the Omaha Children's Museum. The Omaha Children's Museum is a nonprofit organization that opened in 1976. Their values are growth, respect, fun, and well-being. There's a line on their mission statement page that really touched me. It says, Our organization strives to be a safe harbor where individuals can express themselves freely and can expect to be safe from harm. Wow, that's so nice. Mm. Um, They have tons of great exhibits, so I thought we could each pick our favorite one and talk about it. Yeah, that's a great idea. So mine is the Steam Cave. So this is really cool. There are a bunch of interactive areas to play that teach kids all about science, technology, engineering, art, and math. Science, 
technology, engineering, art, and math, S-T-E-A-M. Ah, hence Steam Cave. Yeah, exactly. So the Steam Cave has things like the Glowworm Cavern, which explores bioluminescence, and Grace Hopper's Brain, where you can explore electricity and conductivity. Grace Hopper uh, was... One of the first computer programmers. Yes, she was. You know, I just learned that from doing this episode. She uh, seems absolutely amazing. I've got to do something on her. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite exhibit is the Walker Tire and Auto Service Center, uh, where kids have a chance to work on cars. On cars? That sounds dangerous. Uh, Jackie, they aren't real cars. Uh, <laughs> oh. They are uh, pretend <laughs> cars uh, oh. with all of the car parts. Uh, so they can learn to change a tire and things like that. Uh, <laughs> they even have a kid-sized car on a lift so that kids can go underneath the car. Okay, that sounds really cool. You know, I've never heard of an exhibit like that before. Yeah, I thought it was really unique. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll put a museum link in the show notes so you can check it out for yourself. There is a place to donate through the website as well. Okay, well, that's our show. Thank you so much to our confident producer, Charles. Thank you so much, Charles. You are the best producer ever. And thank you so much to you for listening to our show. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you've been enjoying this podcast, please take the time to subscribe, rate us, and write a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps the show, so we'd really appreciate it. Also, make sure to tell your friends. Uh, If there's anyone you know who you think would enjoy this podcast, please make sure to share and you can follow us on Instagram at Cozy Nook Explorers or send us an email at CozyNookExplorers at gmail.com. Uh, we love getting to hear from you and we're always looking for travel suggestions. We can't wait to return with our next exploration. It's going to be great. Until then, stay cozy and we'll see you soon.